0: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast.
1: Well, it is a red Friday. Welcome back to Locked on Chiefs. We have a ton for you today as the Chiefs get ready to take on those Bengals back in Arrowhead. After a tough loss, uh, but again on Sunday Night Football. Another primetime option for them to show what they're worth and make a statement to the league with the rest of the league watching. So uh, I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics. He's Chris Clark the managing editor locked on chiefs as well as uh, the senior analyst over at chiefs digest how are you i'm good how are you you know i'm uh, i'm running behind but i'm getting there
0: well that happens when you get a little bit slower cuz of age yeah well A <laughs> couple of news bit items uh, first off it looks like the chiefs have announced that they're going to be wearing red on red on sunday night football Well, that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, I like the red-on-red look, so I think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm excited about that part of it. Uh, Another thing, on Wednesday, Bleacher Report um, put out an article, 12 different writers, and I didn't see all of them, but I know Matt Miller was one of them. Uh, And he said that uh, it was an interesting article. There were three quarterbacks in the top five of all the players that they ranked. They ranked – the top ten players in the NFL right now. Three quarterbacks in the top five. Patrick Mahomes is number five.
1: Wow. That's a pretty good admonition of people who maybe were reluctant to put him there. That's I'll take it. Or do you feel he got shorted?
0: No, I completely think he's probably... Uh, Saying he's the number he's the fifth best player in the NFL right now. Uh at this point in his career to me is insane. But uh with the way he's been playing, I can certainly understand it. So uh he's only behind Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady when it comes to QBs. He is ahead of Drew Brees.
1: Well, that's saying something right there. I don't I I don't know that I can agree with that, just to be honest. And um I'm obviously in full drive behind Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback of this team. But, I mean, Drew Brees just became the leading passer in history. And he's still firing on all cylinders, and he's about, what, three inches shorter than Pat? And, I mean, there's all kinds of things. I I think I'd still have to put Brees up there.
0: And I get that. Uh, You know, he's not throwing an interception this year. He's throwing 11 touchdowns. He's a little short of 1,700 yards, and he's only played five games versus six. Uh, So I can certainly get that. But I'm just telling you where they ranked him. I thought it was very interesting and quite honestly surprising to me.
1: Well, I got to say I am a little bit too. I mean, let's not sell him short. He's been playing absolutely lights out this season, uh, even in defeat. And I think we can safely say that, folks. If you missed any of that, check out the RGR football video I went over the film and showed you a couple of things. I think it's worth your time. But
0: well go check out go check out Seth's article on the Athletic as well about his film review for Mahomes. Uh and I saw this stat before I read the article and I think I pointed out on the show earlier this week. Uh Kansas City and Pat Mahomes were the first team in Bill Belichick's time in New England to score thirty one points in the second half.
1: And that's that's just impressive. I mean, ever so, and I also, folks, don't make sure you don't miss the other piece that that Seth did this week about the systemic part of the, of the the linebackers. We had a good discussion about it yesterday. If you missed that, go back and check that out as well. But I mean, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is a guy who's going to let this go to his head, so I'm not ter- terribly worried about that. But I mean, for a franchise that hasn't had their own homegrown, home-selected quarterback since basically Lenny. I mean, how big is this for the franchise?
0: Well, how big is it for the fan base? Pat Mahomes isn't going to let it go to his head, but I guarantee you the fan base is. Oh, yeah,
1: I can feel that coming.
0: (laughs) You know, and that's fine. I mean, I get it. It's exciting. Kansas City hasn't had somebody like this since Lenny. You're right. Uh, You know, there were great years under Trent Green, but even Trent Green wasn't this good. Um, so I do think it's something to be excited about and something that uh, Chiefs fans should be able to look forward to for a very long time.
1: Yeah, no offense to Trent. And Trent, if you'd like to come talk about Pat Mahomes, please let
0: us know. Yeah, we'd um, love to have you on.
1: Yeah, I mean, because you're, you're absolutely right because, I mean, Trent is really like the the last time this team had an offense that was this good under another ex-Philly guy in Vermeil that – I mean, is eerily, eerily similar, as much as I've tried to dissuade everybody from it all season. I mean, this team is a lot like the Years. All offense, all the time, top of the league. At least, I mean, Vermil's offenses were at the top, in the top five, say, but not a defense in sight or so many issues with the defense that you just need them to be middle of the road in order to be, you know, at least an AFC championship team.
0: Well, and you also look at this Kansas City team and you look at... Uh, going back to the Vermeil years, uh, this is a great segue into that. Uh, Vermeil was here. That was what two thousand around the mid around mid two thousand ish. Uh, so two thousand three, Trent Green was here, correct? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So one of the things that Football Outsiders had was that Kansas City special teams is number one in the NFL. Um, and that shouldn't be that big of a surprise. Dave Tobe is a fantastic special teams coach, but where I'm going with this is that they are second only to the Chiefs special teams unit with Dante Hall and uh, that Vermeil team as well uh, with their efficiency. Um, so it goes back to 2003, the number two That's units impressive. in the NFL. Yeah, it is impressive, and the problem is, is that Kansas City is – Number one on offense when it comes to DVOA, number one on special teams in DVOA, and number 32 in defense in DVOA. And it's the defense that's obviously killing them, and and it makes sense that it's killing them. But at the same time, if there's any way it could get even to 25 or 24 or 23, I think that's plenty to get them to the Super Bowl. And, yes, I did say Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and I mean it's 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 on the table this this loss in Foxborough lets everyone know that any given Sunday is still true. Particularly with this quarterback and this team and watch out should they get Barry and Houston both back on the same field.
0: Well, let me let me run through this real quick. We are going into week 7. They have Cincinnati at home. Denver at home, at Cleveland, and at Arizona. I personally, and I'm not trying to be cocky, but I personally think they're going to be 9-1. I
1: I can't argue with that.
0: And then they go and they face the Rams in Mexico City. And yes, I think the Rams are a fantastic team. Yes, I think that the Rams can beat the Chiefs because I think the defense is better, but they won't have a keep to leave, and their defense isn't going to be as good as it was to start the season. The question is, to me, that's a coin toss. But let's just say for argument's sake, that's a loss. So they go to 9-2. on nine and two. They play at Oakland versus the Ravens versus the Chargers at Seattle and then Oakland at home. I have to agree. Somebody tweeted at me earlier that they see only one other loss on our schedule, and I wouldn't be shocked if they stumble once or twice. Uh, but I could easily see 14-2 with the way they, their offense has been playing. I just don't see teams that are going to be able to score as many points as the Chiefs are going to score. Well, so long as there's no
1: injuries to the major players, True. Uh, they're doing a great job, I think, keeping the offensive line productive. Uh, I give a lot of credit, uh, again, in the film review to Debbie and Wiley. And as long as they can, can remain fairly healthy, I mean, if Tyreek – Has to miss a couple games. You got to hope that Sammy Watkins can step up and be that deep threat. Is he there yet? I I don't know. I still see some confusion in between plays when he's trying to get lined up. Um, I don't think Sammy Watkins is 100% in the offense yet. So, I mean, but how scary is that? Right. But, but that's my point is like, he's not even, he's not even all the way in the playbook, I don't think. And it's impossible to replace a guy like Tariq or, I guess there are no guys like Tyreek. It's impossible to replace him, but you still have a guy that is capable of being. A lot of folks feel he can be a number one receiver in this particular league. He won't be on this team, but
0: he could be in the league. Well, yeah, and I would argue that you know if Ty if something happens to Tyreek, you still have Kelsey, you still have Watkins, and I think Conley can easily be a number two wide receiver. I agree. And, you know, as far as Robinson is concerned, if he can figure out his drop situation, uh, I think he could be a number two type wide receiver as well. I think he has the talent. The question is whether or not he can be consistent enough. So I think the offense has the opportunity to do something like going 14-2. and two. And the whole reason I say that is because I can't see New England winning out the rest of the season. They – I just don't think they're going to be consistent enough to to win out the rest of the season. I don't think they can go on the road and win out. And if that is the case, if they lose one more game and Kansas City goes 14-2, and two, give me New England in Arrowhead all day long.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, that's the end goal. Right now they're in first place. They have the seed. Let's just see if they can hold on. And, folks, speaking of the seed and knowing what's going on, make sure you check out both the fantasy shows. We got a couple of them on this network now, uh, and they come in handy when you're trying to get to this point in the buy schedule and the injuries and all that. Make sure you're giving those a listen. Uh, We're going to take a break right here. We'll come back, and we're going to get into the nitty-gritty about this matchup. Are you looking to reach new customers? I could be mentioning your business right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with their sponsors than on web pages or other forms of media. Our demographic is 98% males and offers more opportunities than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast today. Email us at LockedOnChiefs at gmail.com. So it's... I I, I can't say that it's strength on strength when the Chiefs play the Bengals here. Um, because I feel like the Bengals are... Our, their offense obviously isn't as good. Their defense is quite a bit better. I feel like they're a pretty balanced team, but I don't think they're excellent in any one thing that the Chiefs have to be concerned about. But I got plenty of notes.
0: Let's discuss it because, to me, if you look at their offense versus Kansas City's offense, I just don't see how the Bengals put up the points. A.J. Green is their biggest threat. Uh, They don't have a tight end that scares you. Um, The running game is okay, but it's not great. Uh, Mixon is a very good running back, but he's been hurt. Uh, Maybe he's healthier now than he has been in the past, but uh, there's not consistency there. Andy Dalton is the poster boy for inconsistent QB play. Um, Except this season. Well, we're only six games in, so we'll see.
1: Okay. Well, and those are all valid points, you know, and and if you're going to – Want to see it on film. I got a couple of things coming out Friday evening, folks, in the uh, game plan video. But you, like you said, Mixon's good. Uh, he's not all-world. Um, he relies on that line just like any running back does. But I, I see things that if the Chiefs can play disciplined defense, be gap sound, and just play their game with a a, a little more edge, a little more aggression, especially out, out of Hitchens and Ragland, I think this team is in a position where they can kind of corral him a little bit. I think the right guard's vulnerable. I think Allen Bailey's going to have uh, his way with him a little bit, uh, especially in the past game, but even in the run as well. And I think that's really where it's going to start. And it comes down to me for, like you said, A.J. Green's their biggest threat, so I, I expect the Chiefs to give him a lot of attention. But the one who the, gives me a little bit of start, uh, and that's a combination of how Fuller's been doing and the safety situation, it looks like Eric Murray's going to be able to at least be on the field. Um, but it's Boyd.
0: Yeah. And, and I get that. Um, it is a concern. And I'm not saying they don't have other weapons. John Ross is still there. He's a very fast, young wide receiver. Um, he's a playmaker. I don't know
1: if they'll see him, though. I think he's still hurt.
0: Is he? Okay. I wasn't sure if he was back yet or not.
1: At this point in the week, you folks were recording this a day early, so we're not 100%, but I I don't think he's going to go.
0: Okay. Well, my apologies on that. What I will say, though, is you look at what they have when it comes injury-wise and what they have on offense, I just don't see them putting up the points. Um, Kansas City's defense, and this is what really doesn't make sense, is Kansas City's defense has been very stout in the first quarter for the most part this season. Um, Except for New England. Well, no, even against New England, it took a interception that gave them the ball on the four-yard line. Okay. And to me, I'm sorry, I can't put that on the defense. Uh, so, you know, generally speaking, they've been very good in the first quarter. If you make it to where Cincinnati has to come out and throw the ball 50 times to be in the game, yeah, Kansas City's pass defense is bad, but I think that plays into what they want to do.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's more advantageous, especially when you look at what time of possession, particularly at the end of games, did for the, the, the Patriots against the Chiefs. Uh, I think having to make them throw, conserving the time on incompletes, et cetera, I think that is something that the Chiefs can benefit from.
0: So, in my opinion, I think they – Uh, Kansas City's offense versus Cincinnati's offense. I think Kansas City has a clear cut, is a clear cut favorite in that. And I think Kansas City's going to put up another uh, 35 points, maybe. Um, yes, this is a better Cincinnati defense than uh, what they faced uh, against New England, obviously, but it's not better than what they faced against Jacksonville, right? And they were able to move the ball against Jacksonville, so I think they're going to be able to move the ball against Cincinnati. And I think that. Uh, Mahomes is going to – the thing that really stuck out to me watching the the New England game, watching the second half, was Mahomes' ability to go from having a horrible first half to playing lights out in the second. And I don't know if it's – He's able to make adjustments, Reed's able to make adjustments. Mahomes is able to adjust the way he's looking at things to see things differently. Uh, But I can't imagine Belichick didn't switch things up in the second half. So Mahomes was still seeing enough to figure it out. So to me, that tells me that the Bengals aren't going to be able to put something out there that Mahomes isn't going to be able to figure out.
1: And that's fair. Um, I think that's, that's probably true. But when you look at the opposite side, when you're talking about the Cincy defense, you know, I, I think they're they're more vulnerable to the run. And I, I'm hoping that Chiefs are going to use that and, and continue to hammer with Kareem Hunt and wait for opportunities uh, to get Tyreek loose, to get Kelsey loose. Um, I, I thought the game plan and the way they executed the second half against the Patriots really worked in their favor. Um, and I want to see that kind of beat them up a little bit.
0: Well, and you always want to see the running game a little bit more and I get that. I guess to me I think they're going to be I think Andy Reid is more of the opinion that he's going to pass to set up the run. Uh and I think in with as well as Mahomes has been playing, I think that's what you have to do. Uh unless they're unless they're put, you know, dropping eight into coverage every time and they're giving you open looks. I mean, if they're only putting six in the box, then okay, run the ball. Your RPOs are going to show you to run the ball all the time, and that's fine.
1: As long as it works, right? Yeah.
0: And I expect well, it will they, work because short boxes against this line, I mean, yeah, they've got injuries, but they're still good enough to get yards, and Kareem Hunt is very good at getting yards after, the, after being hit. So, Yeah. You
1: know and I, I think that secondary is pretty solid overall. I, I think I'm, I'm really impressed with the way Jesse Bates has been playing. He's been – He's been everything that they said he was when they let George Aloka go. And I think really the other safety is the, the place that you've got to look in terms of where you want to attack. And I think that plays in to getting a, a lot of attention, uh, again, towards Kelsey. So maybe that's the route that, like you said, if they want to throw to set up the pass, maybe that's the way they got to go. Possibly. I'm sorry. Throat is up to run, if I could speak.
0: Let's take a quick break, and we will come right back and let Ryan get his thoughts together. <laughs> so you flip it over to the other side. Cincinnati's offense versus Kansas City's defense. Obviously, Kansas City's defense hasn't been able to stop anyone this season. They are the worst in the NFL. Uh, we know all that. What we didn't see against New England that I think would have made a big difference is there was no Tano Passanio, and there's no Eric Murray. If you have Eric Murray instead of Josh Shaw or um, another safety, uh, I'm blanking on the other safety's name right now. If you have Lucas over there. Lucas instead of Josh Shaw on Gronkowski, is it still going to be the same play at the very end of the game? Who knows? And I'm not trying to rehash that game near as much as I'm just saying Josh Shaw was in an almost impossible position, playing against one of the best players in the NFL in a defense he has been in in less than two weeks. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that was a little a little over the top. So, and nothing against him, Gronkowski's made fools of, of a lot of safety. Absolutely, not named Eric Berry. So it may have been the same result, but it may have like been. you said, it was unfair to put him in that
0: position. Well, and I'm not even necessarily saying it's unfair near as much as I'm saying that. Kansas City is getting healthier, and they should have Eric Murray back. They should have uh, Tano Passanio back, and I know you're not going to like this, but in a couple weeks it sounds like they may have Daniel Sorensen back. So to me, Kansas City getting healthier is going to be very helpful down the stretch, especially against some of these teams. And honestly, the only offense that really worries me on the second half of the schedule is the Rams.
1: As it should. And and I agree with you. And you know what? I'll welcome Dan Sorensen back. You know he's got the experience, and quite frankly, the mystery that is Dorian O'Daniel. Um, somebody still needs to play that role, and Eric Murray can't be a strong safety in the box. Um, that's what Dan Sorensen can be good at if he's healthy. So yep. let him roll. And I think Lucas has shown you enough, in albeit a small sample size, but shown you enough that, that he, along with Murray and. Um, Ron Parker can be a, a trio that's good enough until Barry can get back.
0: I agree. Now, one thing I don't like about next week's schedule, and I know we're jumping ahead, is uh, the Broncos. This will be the second time in a couple of weeks that Kansas City gets a team on a mini-buy. Don't really like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, we'll worry about that when it comes around. Yep. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. What do you How got? do you see this game going? Oh, me first? You first. You know, I, I, think, I think the run is going to help. Whether they start with it or end with it, I think Kareem Hunt can have a big day, especially rushing to the right-hand side uh, behind Wiley and Schwartz. I, I look forward to that. I'm really hoping they they use the athleticism of Irving uh, and and Wiley to some point, maybe even with Debbie getting out there, and, and do the pulls and get those guys in space. Um, I look for them to do that. I look for them to to look at Travis first. I think this is a game where where the pass game starts with Travis and then moves on to the wideouts. Uh, Not to say anyone won't have a big game, but uh, at the end of the day, I agree with you. I don't think the Bengals can keep up, Uh, and I see this game 34-24 Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go 35. No, I'm going to go 38. uh, 38, 38-27, 38-21, somewhere in there. Um, I could see the Bengals scoring a little bit you know, on, on five possessions as opposed to three, but it really is going to depend on how one dimensional Kansas is able to make them early in the game. And the one thing that the Bengals are going to have against them is at this point in his career, I don't think there's anything else that Patrick Mahomes is really going to be excited for anymore. And (laughs) well, I'm just saying, I mean, if you look at his first start against Denver, he was high on some throws. His start against, you know, his first start of the season, he was high on some throws Um, of this season. His start against Denver on Monday Night Football, he was high on some throws. He was high on some throws against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. What more? I think he was even high on some throws on the 49ers. What more are you going to be excited for at this point?
1: And that's fair. He's I mean, it's another nationally televised game, another – Another way to live up to the hype that has grown underneath him.
0: Right. But I think he's seen it now is, I guess, my point. And that's where I'm going with it. I understand going to New England and playing against, you know, probably somebody that you idolized as a kid is going to get you maybe a little bit more jacked up for the game than normal. But Mm -hmm. that's not going to happen in Kansas City going up against Andy Dalton. And that's fair. So – I think Kansas City wins this game, and I think it's going to be a two-score game. Uh, I I just think their offense is going to come out, and they're going to perform like they are able to perform. And I'm actually thinking that Sammy Watkins is probably going to be having a pretty decent game. Um, Now, I'm not going to say he's going to have a huge game, but I do think he's due to have a pretty decent game. Uh, and It would not surprise me if it's this week.
1: He certainly do. I hope that he does
0: me too and i th- i still think he was a great signing by Kansas City because you can't just look at what is what he's produced yards wise and make an argument that he's not worth the money at this point uh to me his value is goes a lot deeper than just the yardage on the field
1: well, his value is keeping Tyreek from being doubled constantly and kelsey yeah so well, that's it for us, folks. Make sure you check out Chris's work because he's going to have all of our predictions. And man, he, Chris pulls in a ton of interesting people with unique perspectives on these games. So our prediction piece that's going up Saturday, right, Chris? Should yes. So check that out on Chiefs Digest. Uh, the video will be up late on Friday. Uh, it'll be on Chiefs Digest as well. Um, make sure that if you have a prediction that you think is dead on, hit us at on Twitter at uh, Locked On Chiefs. And we'll all see it there. And we appreciate your time. Uh, appreciate the iTunes reviews that still keep coming in. That's great. I uh, can't get enough of those. And thank you guys for everything. Hope you enjoy your weekend. And we'll, uh, we'll be live maybe an hour after the game, something like that, on Sunday night. So we will talk to you then. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Chiefs. Check out my work at RGR Football on YouTube. Chris's work on LockedOnChiefs.com and all of Seth's film analysis at TheAthletic.com.
0: Thanks for listening.